Yeah. It's snowing out here, man. It's about to be 15 or 16 inches. Had to salt the sidewalk. But first, we want to intro this particular episode. Shout out to my man, Beetle, Tycho, Peter Chan, and my man, Stacy Barton, who I grew up with. These cats are called the Science of Sound. Now, this particular podcast is all about them and their story. It's a great story. And I am happy for these dudes. Wait to hear this story of what happened. Basically, these cats were affiliated with a tribe called Quest. They was next up. And then, well, they will tell you the story. Also, G Moody TV will be launching. Now, cats that see me every night on the streets of New York doing a show. Every night, Instagram Live, 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. We are somewhere in NYC, on the street, spitting off the top of the head for one hour, American life and sports talk. Shout out to all the cats that come through and watch the festivities and entertainment. So now we're gonna launch G Moody TV, all things G Moody in the city of NY. It's great. In the month of February, it's coming out. Stay tuned for G Moody TV, live on the streets of NYC. Now let's get into this particular episode on the science of sound. The realness, the, 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 the realness, the, 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 the realness, the, the, the realness. The total black experience in sound, in stereo. Okay, this is at the third with G Moody podcast. I call New York Style Broadcasting. I'm here in BK with my people, my man Beetle. Matter of fact, y'all introduce yourself. DJ Beetle. I'm the one Peter Chan. Tycho. And these brothers are the science of sound. Now they're gonna tell you their whole story. I'm interested in it as well. This is a fascinating story. I knew these brothers for at least 20 plus years. I'm from Brownsville. I used to come to Bed Star, chill with my man Beetle. We used to have a good time listening to the old funk and old joints, records, all kind of shit, so you know we are embedded in this culture, hip-hop culture. So, please explain to the world how did Science of Sound get started? Beatle was always into music. He's a little older than us, so, you know, he would come through. He was from Monroe. We were from Gates Avenue, neighboring blocks. Um, he would come through and always talk to us about music and, you know, parties and stuff like that and he found them that you know we could rhyme first Tycho um Tycho you know told Beatle like yo my man Peter Chan he's nice he can rhyme my man Drake can rhyme so we would always go over Beatle house on Monroe that was like a safe haven for us for kids in the neighborhood anybody could go it was like Beatle always had you know his aunt his grandmother always had an open door rest policy in peace, man. yes rest oh. in peace they had an open door policy for us because we were like family. And uh, we would go there and listen to him play music and break beats and stuff like that. And we would always make music. And from that became, you know, Science of Sound. Mm -hmm. My first mentors in rhyming was Tycho and Dre, you know, just writing lyrics and putting stuff together. And, um, I think Tycho and Beatle were making music and he was like, yo, you need Peter Chan. You got to bring Peter Chan. And he was like, really? He was like, yo, you got to hear Chan. 
So I rhymed for Beetle, and he was like, yo, Chan is nice. So then we just started putting it together. I think the, the science of sound things came along because technique turntables, they had a promotion where they said, the definition of technique is the science of sound. Right. Mm. So right. from that promotion, I was like, yo, Beetle was like, what we gonna call ourselves? I was like, the science of sound. Beetle had a, a great relationship with Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Of Tropical Quest. Yes. Yeah. And Q-Tip from a Tropical Quest. And from that, Q-Tip and Tyke had a, a, a great relationship from there. And I just came into the fold and then we just started putting our stuff together. Did you make the beats, Beetle for them, for their initial demo? Or how did that get started with trying to get it to a label or try to get a deal after they got together? Once we became a unit, you know, we was in the basement, you know, with the smaller equipment. Old school, old school. Were you at MPC, SP? I didn't even get to the MP at that he time. Had a real, real. A, he had a real, 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 real in the crib. This is like <laughs> 1991, World. 92, right. maybe. And um, I was inspired just by hearing these dudes rhyme. You know, mm -hmm. the lyrics were crazy, and that just gets me hyped because I'm a music lover, naturally. So once we started making the beats and blending it in with records, then we started creating our own demo. And then once we started putting songs together and learning song structure. Once we came up with the songs, Ali, who was a great friend of ours, he gave us some money to go and do it professionally in Battery Studios. Yeah, and Ali heard our stuff and believed in us. Yeah, he, he definitely believed in us, mm -hmm. and we went in Battery with the professional, the top engineers, Bob Powers, shout out to Bob sure. Powers. Tim Latham. we took the demo from there. So Bob Powers engineered the demo. Yeah, and mixed the album. Damn. Yeah. That's big, man. Yeah, for a demo. Right. 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 <laughs> so, after that, what happened? We wound up shopping the demo. At first, we was getting a little flat because we really, were, you know, we knew to the music game. And although the tribe was kind of trying to help us out, they still were busy doing what they had to do for their careers and getting things. And, you know, their career was kind of just really getting great. This I is 91, say. right? Yeah. yeah. Not, they were already in the door, but it was starting to, like, really pick up yeah, so you know what i'm saying they were like we got to help them more though i leave more so than anybody was like we got to help them more they took us up to i believe violator where we met chris lighty yeah and um right. you know we got introduced to chris lighty uh god bless him too you know what i'm saying man so rest in peace um at the time i think we had like a three song demo yeah and he was like oh this is decent but y'all need to do a whole album and we was like, what? But this is Chris Lighty. You know, at time, this is Chris Lighty that was yeah. running Violator Records. Visionary. Man, he's got yeah. Buster. Yeah. He's got Tribe. He's got, so we like, all right, you know, we got we got to go the route that he's saying to go. So we went we back in the basement now, and we trying to, you know, put, put this album together. And we diligently are on that. Right. Night and day, night and day, night and day, night and day to where we finally um, finished an album and you know we just needed to get it um, situated, mixed, mastered, all of that. But we also needed the approval of everybody to be like, you know, this can be an album. This is good enough to be an album. Once that happened, you know, our manager, Stacey Barton at the time. Spoke to Rob Perlman right. at Atlantic Records. Right. And then right. Atlantic Records was on us and then we had also shot to Warner Brothers. Yeah. And then it was like a little Bid war. bidding war. We thought that Atlantic would have been the better choice because they didn't really have 
rap groups like that. Warner Brothers already had rap groups. At the time. Atlantic didn't really have groups like that. And y'all created an album. So how many songs was on this album? We actually did more songs than we put on the album. So we had to real. it was tough picking the songs. Right. Mm -hmm. We were only getting paid for 10, but you know, we put extra. Extra, yeah. extra. Yeah. you know you want money. Right. We had the advantage of having a lot of dudes that already were into the music game. Mm-hmm associate with us or around us right. when we were doing, you know, the hair out music and things like that. So we had De La Soul, we had Jungle Brothers, we had The King and I, we had mm -hmm. Tribe, we had Buster. Like all of these people at any given time being that we were so tight knit with Tribe and they were the ones guiding us and helping us that they were popping at any time and they'd be like, right. Yo, what you think about this? Right. And so right. we had people like, mm, that's all right. But then when they coming in there like, Oh, yo, this one, we like, yeah, that's going on the album. Put that to the side. Oh, right. <laughs> that's, this is one. That's this is, right, yeah, right, that's right, the right. You know, they, they already was there. So we right. like, if they feeling this, right. more than likely, right. you know, right. all this of these dudes were dudes that, like I said, they were in the game already. They were, they were making music. They mm -hmm. were getting progress. They were making hits. And so it was like, that's how our process went. And that's how we basically wound up picking um, some of the things. And what gave us confidence more than anything was, even before a lot of these people would say, that's a good song, amongst ourselves, we kind of would, with the engineers and stuff, be like, yo, I think this is kind of like, this is this is dope. And they'd be like, yeah, I think this is dope too. But you know, to hear other people right. that were in the game yeah, already right. and making right. great records peers. already to be like, yeah. yo, yeah. that was like, yeah. To, yeah. to yeah. piggyback off of what he just said, I remember the songs that we were shopping to labels and one day Beatle called me, he said, yo, come over here, I want you to meet my man Omar. Omar was Omar Epps. Um, he had a good relationship oh, yeah. with Beatle. I came through and Omar Epps, he said, yo man, while him and Buster were filming Higher Learning, they were listening to the SOS demo. And he was like, y'all was the only thing I was really listening to, yo. Y'all tight, y'all dope. And to hear that from somebody who wasn't in the music, he loved the music, he was into the culture, but to hear somebody who was an actor even say that, yo, our demo helped him get through. So after hearing all this and getting the confidence, what happened with Atlantic Records? And how was it received by Atlantic? Atlantic initially loved us. Yeah, okay. They did. Rob Perlman loved us. Everybody kinda that was at Atlantic, honestly, was feeling us and we felt like we was right. the next one to come. Who fronted? Whoever was the head at Atlantic, do you remember the name? Nope. No, but I know he who had a big beat who they, came in. They left <laughs> and got another position at another, I think at Sony. Then Jason Flom came in as the label head. He came in, but Craig Calman was for Big Beat, and then yeah. Craig Calman became the head over, yeah, over, of Atlantic. Over, over Jason Flom. Yeah. Right. My bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So they came in, and of course, with any regime or any industry or business, when you come in, you come in with your own hopes, ideas, dreams, artists, your vision for that label. SOS. So everybody that believed in SOS basically got fired. Right. Big E was out. Right. And Junior Mafia got signed to Big Beat. So when Junior Mafia got signed to Big Beat, and Craig Calman took over Atlantic, honestly, in hindsight now, contractually, we were good. Atlantic, when Craig Calman got in the position, they jumped on Junior Mafia. We got upset. 
We were young at the time. We didn't really understand the business side of it, but we felt slighted. At the end of the day, let's be real. Like I said, we everybody that believed in us really got fired. So we went from yeah. the hot guys that might be next to, we'll be with y'all in a minute. So we kind of was like, all right. Initially, it's like, all right, you know, it's new people. They trying to figure it out, but we got we got a deal already. Right. Like we here, right, right. We, we, we trying yeah. to yeah, we, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we 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 laid for a minute, but then it kind of got like, like we was getting treated like us asking or inquiring about things that we was being a nuisance. And they kind of like rubbed us the wrong right. way. We like right. we already right. like we sound already. Y'all just finished. got here. Right. I almost finished <laughs> right. that tape. Masters turned Everything in, done. Right. and we got all our money. We were supposed to have a single drop, and they didn't drop our single. They dropped a group. It was a two man group. It wasn't Schoolboy. It was two other dudes, oh. and they put their single out before ours. Also, the undertone of all that was. We did cause a rift, but the reason why we caused the rift because at that time in the era, everybody was coming in crews. Yeah. You had EPMD, Dots Effects, Redman. You had Biggie, Junior Mafia, and whoever else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Also, you had Woo, and they had their team. So they wanted Tribe to basically jump on the bandwagon with us, and they was beefing because Q-Tip was not on the first single. Yeah. Right. We felt our album was strong enough. We had a feature from Fife, you know, Tip produced things on the album, but right. at the time, it's timing. You know, right. they're doing things, so we didn't do right. a song with Tip, and they was that's what they wanted. They was trying to make us be Native Tongues before we actually got pulled in by them to be like, right. they're with us. Right. They wanted that from the break. Are y'all with them or y'all not? Because they felt like, if y'all with them, then they should be saying, yeah, we'll do whatever. You know, as artists, we felt like, yo, we, we, we got our own. And that's what happened. And then, you know, Stace and Chris Lighty got together and we told them to contact a lawyer and made a big stir. And they was like, oh, okay, y'all, you, you know what? Y'all want to stir or whatever? Because we supposed to have a video done. Our single was supposed to be released. So they was like, all right, okay, I got something for y'all. Drop. They shelved us for a while first. They didn't just Damn. drop us immediately. Yeah. It was kind of like they shelved us. We were going to be in limbo for a while. And then basically what was told to us by Rob Perlman before he got fired was, guys, they're going, y'all are going to be a tax write-off. Yeah. They're not going to put y'all out. I'm yeah. telling you. Wow. And then yeah. a, a little while after that, he was That's gone too. Right. Oh, and then yeah. they told us after he gone, the last person that believed in us, yeah, we, yeah. It's not going to happen. Thanks, guys. We appreciate y'all. So what happens after that, at that point? Collectively, we sat down. And I, I got to give praise to Tycho. Shout out to Tycho because mm -hmm. he was on us from day one. We got to promote ourselves. We got to market ourselves. We got to do this. We got to do that. We can't wait for them. In hindsight, that's what people are doing, doing now, now today. So he was right. ahead of his time. With way way ahead of it, but was Master me. T. I was Master T. <laughs> I was Master T. You know what I'm saying? Now, he giving me praise. I got to give him praise because it's this line. I, I say this to him over and over, over the years. Always, I always repeated this to him. And it's crazy that we're here now because what he said to is ringing true. He said to me, bro, you know, we was a little destitute on ourselves. He was like, damn. Like we, he like, bro, we're going to be all right, man. You can't front on good music. Good music will always find a way. We're going to be all right. And that yeah. stuck in my head, <laughs> and it made me say, what the fuck do we need other people to promote us for? Like, 
we like we got the whole hood behind us. We had we already had, been we doing had our shows. Community behind us. We've been yeah. doing shows. Tribe had took us uh, uh, on tour. We had been on Smoking Grooves tour with Tribe. We had opened up for Tribe at colleges. We had Homecoming. done so much stuff. Yeah. And I'm talking about where the reception was like. You wouldn't even know that we did not have a song out already. Yeah. I'm being like, we were yeah. that strong with what we were doing. We, we went and did a show one time. I, one of the great, my greatest moments <laughs> remembering us was we went and did a show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and we opened up at the time for Craig Mack and Channel Live. Mm -hmm. This is when Craig Mack was out with Flavor in Your Ear, Channel Live was out with Smoke Mad Ism. I think Ellen Al was on that. Ellen Al Scratch also. Where my homies and whatever. We, at the end of the night, were being treated like we had music out like them after the show was over. Literally. To the point that we had a melee, we had a brawl in Harrisburg. Because right, yeah. the girls in Harrisburg that yeah. were in the spot were on us. Yeah, and yeah, they boyfriends yeah. or dudes that liked them, whatever's in there, it was like yeah. school faces and all of that. Yeah. Like literally, we yeah. tore that spot up that night. Yeah. Like because we like we in there deep, right. timbed up. You right. know, we broke we on our right. Brooklyn shit. We like right, what? Right, right, and right. we we wigged out in there, but like so we was like, yo, I was like, listen, we good, man. We could do this, man. But my team I was so close with tribe. I was trying to follow the same footsteps. Right. And everything ain't for everybody. Right. And at right. these at this time these guys are stars. This beats rhymes yeah, delight. So, you know, you gotta understand to a degree, we're on tour with Tribe, we're doing Detroit, we're doing Philly, we're doing DC. We're living with them on the tour bus. This ain't like we're yeah. on the same tour bus, like we're waking up in the they morning. They showed us abundance of we're love. We're on the yeah. tour, we're living together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Shout out to Tribe Quest. Yeah. Definitely. Like, um so it's like that is, and then we have Chris Lighty overseeing and oh, Chris Lighty and Stace managing us, and we're like, oh, well, Chris said this, so we're trying to follow that, and then also having that respect and fear that that moniker of what a label was, Atlantic being a monster powerhouse label, we're like, oh, we gotta respect, we gotta do it. We didn't have a fuck that attitude that we should have. Yeah, he did. He did I as did. It, right, but you didn't follow. No, right, because they're follow. like, right. bro. You were yeah. hot head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a three-man group, but it was really a four-man group because we considered the manager as part of the group, right. and he was outvoted. Yo, you a hot head. Yo, right. you be bugging. Yo, you been, I'm like, all right. To answer your question, we sat down collectively, and we came up with an idea because, you know, Japan was hot on hip-hop. Right. At the time, so and you guys had been out there, or did we you know? never went out there? No. How did you know? We had some friends who used to go back and forth from Japan, and they were playing our demo. The music executives in Japan was like, "Yo, this is hot!" Right. So we made an EP. We gave them four songs, and we pressed it up ourselves and sent it over to Japan, and it took off from there. Yeah. We had to do a, several orders because mm -hmm. it kept selling out. And this was what year? Ninety-five. And. A lot of buzz out there, and then... Crazy buzz. Another label came to you, or... Well, the funny part is, after that, life came about. People got Getting married, yeah, yeah. and had children, so we kind of went into a little funk, and we just chilled for a little while. Sure. Idle time is the devil's workshop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So, as we getting older, and we still had the music, 
we're going 25 years later. Right. A company reached out to the first company reached out to Tyco. Right. And, you know, we had spoke with them, but, you know, litigation wasn't right, right. paperwork. So then the second company reached out to Ali and Tip. Ali contact me. I uh, spoke to these guys. We were like, yo, let's listen and see what they saying. So then we got Stace involved, the manager, and they were really like, yo, we're fans. We want to put out this music. And 25 years later, we put the album back together. It's the same album. We got way more joints, but we gave them a certain amount of songs, and they put the album. The funny part is, being honest, mm -hmm. I almost didn't even about when to do a contact anymore. He's like, uh, are you one of the original members of Science and Sound? And I'm like, why? <laughs> Try, just like that. <laughs> why? And he's like, oh, well, I'm such and such, and I'm from fun, I'm a fan, and I'm trying to locate you guys because this, this, that, and the third, and the third. The dude reached out to me. I thought he was a younger dude from the neighborhood that we inspired to make music because we inspired a lot of kids. Right. Beatle used to bring Tribe out. Yeah. He used to bring the, the Fushnickens. He used to bring Buster out. He used to bring people to the neighborhoods and let them do their verses or do their songs in the courtyard. In the courtyard? Yeah. So yeah. the kids could like see and like touch a, them. You know, old school when they you used know, to do like the little community block parties. Right. Jams and shit. Yeah. You know, they they used, used to come through. People don't know that the Oh My God video was filmed in our hood. Whoops, whoops. I remember yep. that. That's, yeah. that's in our hood. Yeah. So they, he used to do a lot of good stuff. And I brought it to the big brother because he brought it to me. And I was like, I, I spoke to him about it. He was like, eh, yeah. With the first label from, I think they were from Germany. Germany. And then mm -hmm. the second label, which we thought was the same label, reached out to Ali Shahid and Q-Tip. And that's when we're like, okay, this might be something. But Beetle was like, eh, I knew I, I knew he was going to be like, eh, oh, well, we'll see what it is. Because I was like that right. too. I was the same way. So it's being received crazy out there, right? Yeah. Yes. And they don't know who these cats really are, yeah. right? Yeah. So it adds to the mystique of it. They know our names. They know what borough we're from. Mm. They knew the name that we wanted to name the album. They knew the names of the songs. They knew the lyrics. They could recite the lyrics. You know, how oh. ironic is this? The great thing about our album, to have us where we are right now, honestly, honestly, is that? it never came out. Because people were waiting. They enjoyed the songs that were out there so That's, much. It was like, oh, I can't wait for this to drop. That's right. No, I can't wait for it. And when it never came out, it was like, what the fuck happened to this? These dudes was nice. Yeah. Right. These dudes was nice. And it just never came to out. Have, to have a person from the UK tell me I purchased this, or to tell us I purchased your white face label when I was a teenager. That's the first one we put out. And you were one of my favorite groups ever. That means, so everything came full circle 25 years later. It made, it kinda, for me, it made everything make sense and it made everything complete in the cycle of this life for me, right, right. creatively. It still feels surreal. It's like, I don't think it's really going hit me the way it's supposed to hit me until they fly us over there. <laughs> if you had a conversation with some of these people that we've already interacted with, you know, to hear somebody say like, yo. The passion. Yo, y'all dudes mm -hmm. are fire. Mm -hmm. For you to get love for something that you love doing 
and somebody to just appreciate it wholeheartedly without being your friend. Yeah. Without being your family member, without right. it being without promoted no, like a promoting machine, that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. They like they they're loving you like somebody that has been out in the music world for years, and they've been following for years, and it's like this like one project, and you didn't even get a they didn't even get a whole project. Right. They released the album December December 10th. Yeah. Stacy told me it sold out crazy, 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 crazy. like in an hour. Like so, they still do vinyl over there, right? And they heavy into boom bap music right definitely it, it's not just boom bap it's th- they true to hip-hop right, right. they true to right. hip-hop and they explain what that means when i say true to hip-hop they're true to the older now generation from back in the, the golden era where the songs had messages and it was still musical but it wasn't just what's going on today and they're big on that in japan london right. And Germany. Mm-hmm. Germany is a hip hop country. Yeah. They love hip hop. Yeah, already. they're about the culture. It's not just the machine. It's the culture. It's the right. lyricism. Yeah. It's the messages, like he's saying in the music. It's the, it's the passion. The, it's yeah. the DJ. They still all use the vinyl? Scratches. And, the yeah. word. No, play. no, no, I'm going to really kill you. they still using cassette tapes. Yeah. So they only ordered a certain amount, right? And on the vinyl. And we had a, um, a limited edition. That sold out, all the vinyl sold out, right? Now this sold out in about two days. Now, I'm, 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 the numbers is coming it's on. It's like, yeah, it's so like, like, wow, two days, two days, and He's a then, businessman. my cousin calls me from Connecticut, because you know, he wanted to show support, and he can't find the album. And I'm like, what? So then when he finally finds it, the album is $200. So I'm like, two, two, Show, send it to me, send it to me. Yeah. So we start looking it up. What they did was, like uh, the Air Jordan effect, they bought it up and reselling it. Again. And reselled it. Our blank white face label with no writing on it. Oh, well, the only God. thing that's on it is Demo 5. It said Demo 5. It's like 150, 200 euros for only four songs. Yeah. Not a not whole album. The then our blue face logo uh, is like 150, 200 euros as well, depending on where it's coming from. At this point now, are you guys recording new music to send? Absolutely. I know you gotta be. You know, right? we, everybody loves y'all. Yeah. Here, so. You know, when, like he said, you can't deny it. So the bug is back in us, and we see that we still have a right. lot of fans, and we're back in the studio. We're working on the second album. We got some joints too. Okay, we now. Got some joints. Mm-hmm. Are you doing this type of music today, or are you staying in that lane that they like? What we're concentrating on, what we're working on now. It's the same type of feel, like a 90s feel with the message in the music. Right. And, you know, it has still has melody and dance. Today, there ain't really too many up-tempos. Right. Yeah. So we got the up-tempos, mid-tempos, and it's the same feel that they want. Right. Now, what's going to happen moving forward? What's going on with uh, Science of Sound? What do you hope for? What do you expect? Is it going to be mostly overseas and trying to just exploit those markets and stuff right now? Because... It's like a cult status out there for you cats, right? Facts, facts. So now it's time to take advantage of that and just rock out. It's catering to who caters to us. That's right. number one. Right. But on a real wide spectrum, we're trying to do different things. Like, you know, first of all, we're on all the streaming sites right now. Anybody can buy the album. Right. Any streaming site, we're on it. Right. Spotify. We, we, we've got Title. over 120-something thousand streams less than a month. 
Yeah, and it's all independent. It's all owned by you guys. Yes, yes. The music is, but the second go round is not only we we we're we're going straight overseas. We're trying to get the viewers over here. The music is gonna tell it all. And I always tell these guys, you know, everybody goes. the, The business now is about marketing and image. Right. The music comes first. Right. So if the music is dope and then everything else, we're going to fall into place. Sound to sound, we have our own merchandise. Right. You know what I'm saying? And all three of us are still doing things because we have families. Like right. this is this is Chance Company, Loyalty right. and Heart. Right. He does his own merchandise. Then we got Science to Sound right. merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm getting back into producing. And I'm looking at other things. What is your producing techniques now? Honestly, I'm still experimenting mm. because things are different. The the the, the technology has is way more advanced. You know, um, the only thing I can say about getting back into the studio is that the structure is the same. Let people know where they can get this album, Science of Sound. Please let everybody know. Uh, You can get it on all platforms. You can get it on Tidal, on Apple. You can get it on Spotify, Spotify, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, all of the streaming platforms. Apple. Everywhere you want. All you have to do is look up Kaleidoscope Phonetics. Yeah. It'll pop right up. You can go to HHV Records or 90s Tapes, and then, you know, the link will take you to all of the platforms. This next album is so much diversity. Like, you can get the hardcore shit. You can get the radio shit. You can get the club shit. And that's what we're aiming for. And we're trying to bring it back. Real music. Music, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the music. This, This album is going to be amazing. This album is going to be it's going to be traditional SOS, but it's going to be musically. It's going to be something. We're, we're, we're looking for something monumental. That's, that's, that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? That's what's going to be written in our minds, in our hearts, and on our walls as we work to get this done. Man. Good conversation, a wide-ranging conversation with Science and Sound. This is that the third with G Moody podcast, New York Style Broadcasting. Talking to these brothers was great to talk to y'all, man. Great. Looking forward. For having us. Looking forward to hearing the music and tell these cats where they can hear it again because we want to burmish it in their brains. Go ahead. You can go to hhvrecords.com or 90stapes.com. From there, you will get the link to all of the platforms, uh, Apple, Tidal, Spotify, all of them, Bandcamp, all of them. There they'll take you to Tidal, even all of them. And also they can follow us on Science of Sound New York on Instagram. Science of Sound NYC. Okay. Science at Science of Sound NYC. And that's Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Facebook, Twitter. Y'all, y'all. Coming soon. Yeah, and and we're also we're about to launch the Science of Sound website. Where you can purchase merchandise, right, hats, right. t-shirts, hoodies, like something like this. Shout out to HHV Records. Right. HHV, you know, yeah. But you, we definitely got to shout out to them because they believed in us. Yes, Facts. right. And right. they've been supportive of everything. For, yo, for constant, decades. constant <laughs> for decades. Correspondence with them, or even on a daily basis. Every post that we post on Instagram, they repost it. They they send it to everybody, so they they're they, and they're fans. Right. I remember when Beatles said he first got on the call with the guys from HHV. They were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm on a call yeah, with, wow. with Beatles." Yeah, yeah. So Bro, this love is it's genuine. It's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my man Stace. Yeah, definitely Stace. Stace Shout out to Tribe Quest. Rest in peace, Fife. Rest in peace, Fife. Fife is on the album as well. 
Fife is on the album. Bro. Can I? I want to say something ahead, about. Um, I just want to say not to get sentimental. Like, yo, these are my brothers. I love them, man. Like, these dudes are my heart, man. That's right. Yeah. That's like, what it's about. Yeah, you know, we've yeah. been through a lot, and uh, people don't understand. Full circle that, now. I love yeah, these that, guys, man. Back like so a much. pro. Yeah, man. <laughs> You can't front on good music. Yeah. Good music will always find a way. Peace. The realness. The realness. The realness. The total black experience in sound. In stereo.